Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode 48 of the Lacrosse Word Podcast, where I have here with me today, brother and sister Matthews of the junior edition. So <laughs> it's it's different Matthews than you might have been expecting. So we're going to get right through the episode. Uh, first question, <laughs> what motivates and inspires you? Why do you get up in the morning? And both of you can answer this. Okay. Do you want to go first? Our, yeah. Our kids wake me up in the morning. That's <laughs> Same. <laughs> I can I can confidently tell you that that never ends. <laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna say I usually wake up to kids yelling or fighting or wanting to be fed. <laughs> but I think maybe what keeps me like going throughout the day, what my drive is, um, would be to improve myself and my environment whether that's like cleaning the house, helping teach my kids life skills, or even learning skills myself. Um, I am always striving for improvement. Sure. Fantastic. Uh, In your life, how have you confirmed the teachings and doctrine of the church? Um, By acting upon it, reading, praying, learning when you learn new things trying it out yeah that's what i was gonna say too like if i learned a new doctrine or maybe a new depth to a doctrine um i just try it and if i feel like it's making me a better person then i keep doing it and most of the time i think it makes me a better person (laughs) Mm -hmm. sure awesome i love that little note you added in there of a new depth to doctrine often i find that throughout my personal scripture study I'm going through scriptures that I already knew, but it's just a different analysis of that same doctrine. Uh, So fantastic thoughts. Uh, Genealogy is important in the church. What do you know about your name and family history? Um, Okay, so my, I took a genealogy class in college once and I loved it. And I used to do a ton of family history and I don't as much anymore. But one thing I learned was that, so my maiden name is Coyle, and um, I am Scottish and Irish mostly, and I learned that when my ancestors came over from Scotland, uh, their name had been Kyle, their last name, and um, when people would come over, they would just tell the person at the docks what their name was, and then they would just write it down, and so when whoever it was i don't know how many greats grandfather told them his last name it sounded like coil and it got written down that way and so then my last name was coil instead of kyle i think that's interesting oh very brother matthews um i think that as far as genealogy the important things to me have been inspiring stories Um, like learning that one of my ancestors sold everything he had and literally gave it to the church the next day and it ha- because it happened to be the exact amount that the church needed. Uh, and so it just is really inspiring to like know like, okay, you <laughs> they're not asking as much of us anymore, but but um, I have family that that have such strong spiritual, Uh, a spiritual side that they're willing to give everything, all of their physical possessions. Very cool stories, both of you. Thank you. 
uh, our final question for this segment. What would you say is unique about you? I just thought of one. <laughs> so I will say when I fill up a gas <laughs> or a car with gas, um, I always do some sort of number combination and it's always a unique combination based on whatever number so, it stops on. <laughs> so like he'll do, I don't know, this is just an example, like 1326 because 26 is twice 13. Like, so it's not always just like he ends at a dollar amount. He does these crazy math things <laughs> in the moment to make sure that the, like, the dollar and the cent amount connect in some way. Oh, goodness. Every I have time. yet to hear that one. That's pretty <laughs> unique. <laughs> yes. And then I was thinking long and hard about this one. And what I finally came up with was um, I seem to collect a new hobby every time I have a kid. I get a new hobby. <laughs> so I don't know if that's unique or not, but sure. that's, I think that's pretty unique. I have a hard time. I mean, I haven't had any children yet, of course, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have a hard time not picking up a new hobby like every month and then just stitching the last one, um, which is not good if the hobby has like financial ties. Um, right. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a big investment. You know, I it's. Feel like it's I've... I've stuck with mine fairly well. Yeah. Nice, nice. It's always fun to just expand what you know, right? And just gain a broader range of expertise. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, so for this rapid fire segment, this is full of the next few questions. Uh, we'll have you answer every other on this one. We'll start with Brother Matthews. Uh, what is one song that consistently makes you happy? Um, can we start with Lindy? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is like the one I I couldn't think of because sure, I, that's all right. I go um, through phases of like oh like right now I'm really into Imagine Dragons. But... Sure. <laughs> okay, Sister Matthews, what's one song that consistently <laughs> makes you happy? Um, I love Josh Turner and his song "Me and God" would be the one that probably sticks out the most. Nice, good choice. Okay, now Brother Matthews, uh, if you could serve a mission anywhere in the world, where would it be? Um, I already served in Chile, but I'd love to go back. Yeah, awesome. Do you have any fun experiences from Chile that you'd like to share? Um, well, yeah, I, there were some missionaries that, uh, had not seen snow before and we went up into the mountains and saw snow for their first time. And it, to me was not snow it was ice chunks but to them it was fascinating and it was funny to to just kind of see them as they kind of acted like a little kid playing in the snow because they had never seen it before or felt it so that's awesome uh i remember when i was probably eight or nine years old we had some missionaries over uh and it was the it was within the missionaries uh during their calling right it was their first sort of winter in lacrosse and they had, one of them had come from like a sort of southern region. They had never seen snow before. Um, and so they like looked outside and they were just in awe. And then they turned back and they sort of like whispered and they're like, I think I'm just going to go jump in it. And so <laughs> 10 minutes later, sure enough, they were all suited up. They like completely just went for it and launched themselves into this pile <laughs> of snow. Um, and that that was lots of fun. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like crazy to 
think how you could live without like seeing snow. It just seems like such a key part of Wisconsin living. <laughs> so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sister Matthews, uh, if you could spend a week alone with unlimited resources, what would you do? I think I would travel somewhere in Europe, probably like around France or somewhere that has really good food and just eat so much good food for a whole week. I think that's how you know if you had a good vacation, you know, if you could find good food there. (laughs) I mean, like sightseeing, memorable experiences, like whatnot, you can ditch those as long as you have good food. That's that's the way you know you had a trip, you know. So awesome. <laughs> it's true. Brother Matthews, do you have a favorite beverage? Dr. Pepper. Oh, Another one of you again. <laughs> uh, I'm with I you, just, Sam. Yeah, I can't I can't take it another time. I need to start like asking people when I send out invitations if they're gonna respond to Dr. Pepper. <laughs> it's just then so uninvite them. <laughs> it's just so good. It's I don't <clears throat> see what people see in it though. That's the thing. It's just a basic drink i mean it's carbonated it has fun flavors whatnot but i think there are so many other drinks that offer the exact same thing uh, so it was <laughs> funny though right so we were out west um and i suddenly get a text from doris foche and it's just her holding a bag of cotton candy but it was dr pepper flavored <laughs> so like, i think i think people on the podcast should know about this that so. is gross it's crazy stuff, right? <laughs> so it's out in Cheyenne if anyone wants to go get some oh. uh, in one of the Little America stops. But oh, okay. no way I'm getting within like 10 miles of there. Yeah. It's, it's too much, <laughs> too much. I'm with you. Nice. Uh, Sister Matthews, if you could major in any topic, what topic would you major in? Well, I did major in a topic and I would choose it again. So I studied genetics and biotechnology. In college and I loved it and still love it. Nice, very cool. Um, I loved in biology, I mean, high school biology is nothing compared to doing, you know, college <laughs> stuff. But I thought uh, the genetic student, we, that was probably the most extended uh, thing that we did. But it was so much fun, you know, it's so interesting. Um, and it's ties to like human interaction. I think there's just so many levels between scientific and cultural. Mm-hmm. So, Fantastic choice of major. Thanks. <laughs> um, Brother Matthews, if you had to buy a food in large amounts of bulk, what would you buy? This is a tough one because food is just so good. But <laughs> um, we just ran out of double stuffed Oreos. Well, actually, like over a week ago. And then we just finally got them again today. So I'd have to say double stuffed Oreos. They, they're they a staple in my uh, diet. <laughs> Our love <laughs> for Oreos runs deep. And I will say, like, the only reason we ran out is because they were out of stock. Like, we always have a backup wow. pack in the basement, and they were just out of stock. I couldn't even get a backup. It was bad, Sam. That's that's a tragedy. Yeah. Oof, I don't even... That's that's too much to think about. <laughs> dark uh, times in the Matthews house. <laughs> right, right. Um, I didn't even know, but I guess it was probably dark times in our house, too, if there weren't any Oreos <laughs> available on the market. I do have to ask, I don't know if you had a chance to listen in with uh, with Crosby's last week, uh, but we talked about Lady Gaga Oreos. Did y'all have a chance to try those? <laughs> we listened to the podcast, but we did not get to try the Lady Gaga Oreos. I did not hear about them. I feel like so many people missed out on that. It was big on social media. That's how I learned about it. 
Um, <laughs> but you know, I I think I mean they're not coming back, which is very unfortunate. <laughs> but I well, know. I recently discovered that they have dark chocolate Oreos. Like the stuffing inside is dark chocolate, and those are pretty good too. I just discovered that too. That's crazy stuff. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to need to try those. Really... Do they just, is it at a specific location or have you seen them everywhere? Well, we were in Tennessee when <laughs> some, some of our family bought them and we tried them. So that's the catch. It's like, you know, dark chocolate Oreos, but they're in Tennessee. But they're in Tennessee. Yeah. I haven't actually checked here, so they could be here. Maybe. I don't know. I work over at one of the festivals and so I haven't oh, seen one of them yet, Dang. which is, you know, a shame that people aren't taking advantage of it. So, right. <laughs> uh, who am I at now? Sister Matthews? Yeah. Am I at you? Okay. What book or podcast are you reading slash listening to right now? Well, of course, I'm always listening to the lacrosse word podcast. Best answer um, ever. <laughs> <laughs> but as for books, I actually just finished it today. I was reading The Aviator's Wife. And it was okay. Just- I'm writing that down right now. Gotta take note <laughs> of of all the book recommendations I get here. Awesome. Uh Brother Matthews, do you have a favorite movie or TV show? Um, I really like Chuck. Not sure if you've ever heard of it or watched it, but I have not. I've I've heard of the name for sure. Uh yeah. but I have not seen Chuck yet. Is it pretty good? It's it's a quirky uh comedy that I I it's like a spy action comedy. Yeah, with a little romance in there. You know. <laughs> it's got just about every little thing you can get. You know. okay. Nice. You know, it's got to be a goodie then, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sister Matthews, if you always had to smell one scent, what scent would that be? Oh, I don't know. Um, It might be between two scents. I love the smell of coffee. I've never tried it, but it smells amazing. Um, and then also like pine trees and just the mountains oh. in general. I hate that smell. Like, <laughs> she she gets the candle scents, and then I like our house is like fumigated with it, and then, <laughs> I can't stand it. So those would be my two scents. Okay. Way to go. Putting out coffee boldly there, like <laughs> I, I agree with you. Okay, I, I agree with you. I'm so not ashamed good. for this, but like I'm always a bit shameful when people ask me because really it's coffee. <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, I'm at a church junction, so I guess I'll. <laughs> but then then you have to lie, you know, which is breaking another commandment. Right. So like, <laughs> just gotta so, put it out there, Sam. <laughs> right. Right. At the hotel rooms, um, we always, 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 I think, have a pot of coffee going to, like, aerate the scent <laughs> of the room. Yes. So, you know, never drink it, right? But it's it's great. The smell is just perfect. <laughs> yep. Love awesome. it. Oh, and then your second comment, you said pine. That's oh, yeah. right. We got some, uh, my grandma had a tree in her backyard, uh, and she cut it down. I don't even know what tree it was. Uh, but we got these big logs and took them all the way back here to La Crosse. And they smelled the best. They still smell like, I mean, they were freshly cut, super fragrant. They had just a little bit of, you know, sap on them from whatnot. But mm-hmm. I mean, it does not get better than that. I agree. Oh. Brother it, only gets, it only gets worse. 
Well, I guess I'm not asking you the next question now. You get skipped <laughs> for that one. <laughs> oh, I have Brother Matthews. Uh, what is the best condiment? Uh, mustard, of course. You and Bishop, you're answering exactly like Bishop would, which is, <laughs> you know, annoying me off here. That's mustard is good in some qualities and aspects, but it is not a versatile tool to put on all your foods. And that is what some mustard enthusiasts believe. Mustard is in mac and cheese, mustard's on hot dogs, broths, hamburgers. Um, what else would I put it on? Pretzels. You're eating pretzels. Food pretzels. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's good. Yellow every single, yellow. Every single one of those foods you're eating wrong. If you're eating <laughs> That's not, I am ashamed of the fact that I used to like get, uh, I don't even know, subscription box from the National Mustard Museum. Um, <laughs> I loved them, but I... You know, I could move past it and, you know, like five-year-old me loved mustard. And now I've matured at this age. I still understand if people are hanging on to it, but at some point you just gotta, you gotta escape the the realm of mustard. Move on with your life and, and be free. It's just, it's such a freeing, you know, sort of feeling in your heart. You just gotta try it. Well, no, it's pretty good. There, there, oh, mustard chicken. We had a coarse ground oh, yeah. mustard chicken and that was super good. Oh, you gotta that try. sounds that sounds a little good. I don't know. <laughs> a little good. <laughs> yeah, just just a little, maybe. <laughs> uh, Sister Matthews, yeah. what place have you been that you would recommend to others? Okay, um, when Tim was in dental school, we lived in Michigan, and we went to Petoskey, which is kind of I don't know, maybe more like central Michigan, not really north. It's the northern part of the lower peninsula. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Anyways, they, it was so fun and so pretty. We went camping there um, and it was right on the lake. And then they have these stones called Petoskey stones and they're super cool looking. I don't know how to explain them. It's like a whole bunch of hexagons put together with circles in the middle of each hexagon. (laughs) You're going to just need to look up a picture. But they're really cool looking. They're and, petrified coral. Yeah, and we had a super fun time just like swimming in the water and trying to find the stones. And afterwards, we were like, oh my gosh, we have to like make another trip back there with like snorkeling gear so that we can really find the rocks. I don't know. It like surprised us how much fun we had mm. just looking for them. Sure. Nice. <clears throat> I looked them up. They're pretty cool looking. Right? Not gonna lie, yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to the Upper Peninsula, um, but they have this type of rock called a Uperlite, because uh, it's Ooh. like the Upers up there, that's what yeah. they call themselves, or there's, you know, Uper all over, right? But the rock, <laughs> the Uperlite, is really cool. It doesn't look any different normally, but if you shine a black light on it, they light up, like they have some sort of chemical reaction in there that'll give off light if you, if you hit it with black light. So people oh. go hunting for them. Like if you look out at night, you'll maybe be able to see someone shine their black light there. So that is really you know. cool. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, people are rock enthusiasts all over, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Awesome, uh, brother Matthews. Uh, what are some of your favorite pastimes? My favorite pastimes. Hmm. 
I would have to say boating on the Mississippi River. Um, <laughs> that is like my all-time favorite memories. Um, everything about it. The the sights, the smells, the the enjoyable activities, the time away from just the world. Uh, you get to lay in the sun and have the sand all <laughs> all over the place, and it's just I don't know. I love the water too. Water, I could live on the water in the water. So those are some of my favorite pastimes. It sounded so relaxing and nice, and then you said sand all over the place. And, like that <laughs> dream ended. Yeah, right. That's that means like different parts of your body are like chafing in ways that they should not be. Um, sand is terrible. I. It's great water and whatnot, but no sand. There uh-huh. cannot be sand. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Sister Matthews, uh, in order, what cities have you lived in? All right. Well, I was born and raised in Meridian, Idaho. Then I moved to Provo for college and then lived in Detroit for four years. And now I live in La Crosse. Nice. So not too many. World traveler right there. (laughs) Oh, wait. Okay. Actually, I listened to the Crosbys and he included his study abroad. So I'm going to add that in there. When I was in Provo, at school, I did a study abroad to Jerusalem. So I lived in Jerusalem for four months. There. Now I'm a world traveler. <laughs> nice. I love to see uh, when people talk about studying abroad because Sydney is considering studying abroad at BYU and she's gotten recommendation over recommendation, like study, study, study abroad, right? It's um, and I want to do that too. It sounds sort of fun. Um, but like what cool programs that you can go and live in other countries while continuing your academics, right? Yeah. So, very cool. Awesome. Uh, Brother Matthews, what is your favorite activity to do in the lacrosse area? Um, I would have to say going hiking, mountain biking, fishing, all outdoor stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And, like I mentioned before, boating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, it's been a while since I've been able to do that one, but right and if we're going back to last time sand bathing as well as on there <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh-huh. awesome um, I, right i do have to ask so you lived in lacrosse in your childhood cuz you again are matthews junior um uh-huh. but right so when you moved away for that duration was the hiking and like terrain of lacrosse area something you missed well actually we grew up, like, since we grew up more in Whitehall, I didn't actually come out to lacrosse for much other than church and shopping. So I didn't really experience the lacrosse area outdoors stuff as much as I wish now that I had. <laughs> so, um, so not really, no, I didn't feel like I, I missed it a whole, a whole lot, but, um, sure. And the Whitehall area doesn't have as much texture, if I'm correct, right? It it does, but it's it's a little more laid back in farm country, and so I feel it's... like the bluffs aren't as close there. No, like they there, don't have big bluffs. bluffs. Yeah, they don't have bluffs. They did more on the river. So, 
Sure. Kind of nice. Uh, Sister Matthews, if you wrote an autobiography, what would you name it? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I have been trying to think of anything, but you know, Tim has a great answer for his autobiography. I'm just screwing up with the question order. <laughs> no, it's we, we both struggled with this, but I just okay. she asked me earlier, and I was like, Well, I would name it Tim Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really. I don't know. I'm not too creative when it comes to naming things. We both have very scientific backgrounds, and um, creative writing is not our strong point. <laughs> That's, I mean, perfect answer, I think. I don't even know where you pulled that one out from. So I think this question is really, I just put it in there to throw people off. There's not really a correct answer. <laughs> It's just I make people answer it, you know, over and then feel embarrassed about their answer later, right? <laughs> That's how you do it in the media industry. Just, uh-huh. just trust me, I know. <laughs> okay, uh, Sister Matthews, then, uh, if you had to live in any decade for the rest of your life, what decade would that be? I would live in the 1950s. I feel like it was just like this little bubble of, I don't know, like prosperity. Things were like picking up after the war and um, it just seems like everyone had these happy little lives. I know that's probably not how it really was, but it seems that way. (laughs) And I love the dresses they wore. So I would love that too. (laughs) Sure. Awesome. Great choice. Uh, Brother Matthews, have you ever played a musical instrument? I have. Um, I played, well, I grew up taking piano lessons. I was one of those stubborn kids that didn't, that fought practicing, and now I regret it. But, um, <laughs> And then I also played trumpet in band. And um, I don't know, I really enjoyed playing trumpet. I picked it up again one time for Christmas. We did a little family band, and uh, it was a real struggle to play. I, the muscles to to play those notes is uh, they're <laughs> they were pretty weak. So, yeah, well, hey, of course you enjoyed playing trumpet because it's the best instrument out there, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Um, but definitely, like trumpet is just something you have to get down. Uh, I can't even go really for out. Like if I stop playing for a month, it's, it's terrible. It's bad news for me. Even during summer, I dropped significantly in practice. And then the last month I had to like practice every other day to get back to like a lesser level than where I started. Um, <laughs> so it's, you know, and, and coming into the school year like that is not ideal. Um, but you know, it's, it's good stuff and it's really versatile. If you can get down that practice on, uh, can build up those muscles so it's challenging but i think it's worth it awesome uh (laughs) sister matthews yeah uh what is one of your favorite life lessons that you have learned okay this was another one that i was trying (laughs) to think of and tim reminded me of the perfect life lesson that i quote all the time Uh, my family loves shell silverstein 
And I don't know the whole beginning of the poem, but at the end he says, some kind of help is the kind of help that helping's all about. And some kind of help is the kind of help that we can all just do without. And I say that a lot <laughs> in our life. It's the poem's kind of about how um, this kid was trying to bake a pie and all these other kids helped eat it, but nobody would really help him bake it. And so I think um, I try to be mindful of that, <laughs> making sure that my help is actually helping and not just adding more of a burden to somebody. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's um good, good sentiment. I was worried what direction you were going in there for a moment, um, <laughs> oh, but it, you made, you made a good recovery. It came back yeah. up. So it's you know, props to you. <laughs> With kids, sometimes their help yeah. is not as helpful as it would be if they didn't help. But <laughs> yeah, all all Lindy has to say is some kind of help, and I'm like, oh, I guess I should probably go help over there because <laughs> uh, the kids are not helping at all, and uh, apparently neither am I. <laughs> awesome, um, brother Matthews. What is one of your favorite meals to cook? I like to cook a lot of different meals actually but i hate the cleanup so i don't tend to cook the complex meals like i would like to but i really do enjoy i think the most uh grilling i really enjoyed enjoy grilling food nice what are some of your favorite grill items um pigeon falls brats the Pigeon Falls Meat Market in Pigeon Falls, Wisconsin. They have these delicious <laughs> brats, and they are just the best ones. So, okay, I thought you were saying like like pigeon meat, and then in addition <laughs> to that, brats. So, okay, I see now. Um, <laughs> I interpreted the wrong message, but I got there now. Eventually, I got there, which is all that counts. Awesome. Um, I, again, I mean, I say this over time, so I repeat a lot of things on the podcast, but I need to try some grilled salmon because we have all the salmon in our freezer right now and we have yet to grill it and it's coming to the end of grilling season in these next few months. So we need to hop on that, you know. It's not the end of grilling season. You can grill in the winter. Well, I guess it's just. Come on, Sam. Do we have, do we have like the drive to do so? Like, do we have that motivation to go outside in the Wisconsin winter? I can't let that that negative fifteen get you down. <laughs> that Wisconsin weather is the kind of help that I don't need. You know? Exactly. Right. Maybe you need a smoker because then you only have to go out a little bit and then you leave it for hours. Oh like... sure. Okay. Nice. <laughs> But that also takes too long, and I want to eat my food right away. So, you know, let's just call it the end of grilling season. That's the best compromise. Use a microwave instead. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Sister Matthews, if you had to spend a week alone with nothing but one of your personal possessions, what item would you choose? Um, a week is a long time with nothing else. I was going to say maybe like my crochet stuff so I could just get a ton of projects done, but I don't know if I could crochet straight for a week. That would be a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think my hands would cramp a little bit. Goodness. I did, um, before your time in lacrosse, I did for a <laughs> while a blanket knitting business. 
Um, and that was, you know, mm-hmm. a middle school idea gone awry. Um, because <laughs> what I did not realize is it's, I think, from what I'm told, it's just like cr- uh, crocheting, but um, like you have to stick your fingers in and out of the loops and that like brushes up on the side of your fingers. So I'd get mm-hmm. done and my fingers would hurt super bad and I'd have like, they'd be red on the sides and it was, it's terrible. Like, I yeah. mean, you know, like people say crocheting is for old people or whatever, but it's like, it takes grit <laughs> and you need to be emotionally think... and physically hardened for that, you know? Yeah, I like have to keep crocheting so that my fingers will stay nimble because I'm like, this is like a good workout for them. Right. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's people who underestimate us, you know, we are <laughs> exactly. an underappreciated community. I have really strong fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brother Matthews, uh, what is something unique that you have eaten? Well, I I don't tend to eat unique things, I guess. (laughs) I like a lot of uh, different cultured foods, but I don't go beyond... Normal Nor- meat, yeah, like normal <laughs> meat and all that. Yeah, so I mean, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the restaurant Love Child. There's a lamb dish there <laughs> called Sviadini, and it's super good, but I don't think it's very unique. So, nothing on your uh, mission. No, actually, <laughs> I ate a lot of uh, chicken and rice and and beef and pork and it really wasn't unique and hot dogs completos they're hot they're dogs, pretty unique <laughs> hot dogs with diced tomato avocado and mayo so so just exploring the boundaries of hot dogs at least there's no <laughs> mustard on there you know oh no i added mustard they oh. they make them without mustard but i added mustard on there you just had to bring that little side dish of American in fact, culture in there. <laughs> yeah, in in fact, their mustard is a different flavor. Like it, it's very. I guess it's unique. You know, it's a unique <laughs> mustard, but it's it's uh, it's totally different than our mustard, and it is so good, and I actually really miss it. So, well, did you eat that on your mission? The mustard. Yeah. Yeah. Not plain, but I, I well, but did you have it with things? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, I, then that's a unique thing that you. All mean. right. Okay. I mean, it doesn't mean just exclusively. I don't. I mean, with you mustard fans, I wouldn't be surprised if you started downing just mustard. But you know, if you've had it on things, I think that counts. Some some Chilean <laughs> mustard. Awesome, um, Sister Matthews. Do you have any fun traditions? Um, yeah, so I love traditions, and I think we're still trying to find which ones we really want to stick with, but some that I thought of was um, during Easter time, we try to do something each day of the week, like leading up to um, Easter Sunday, about like what Christ did that day, Um, so kind of to make it a whole week event. And, um, and then around Christmas, like we have, you know, some of the traditional ones, you get Christmas jammies on Christmas Eve and those things. But one thing we really like, I don't even know how it started. I just got a wild hair one year and 
we make candy canes every year. And that has been really fun. We've had some better years than others. <laughs> but I think we're starting to get the hang of it now. Nice. Could you enlighten us to the process of making candy canes? Yeah, so it's kind of like taffy, if anyone's made taffy before. But you just you boil sugar and water, essentially, <laughs> for a long time. Um, and it gets up to a certain temperature. And then when it cools, it will harden. And so as it's cooling off, um, you add in the dye and the peppermint flavor, and then you just start stretching it. And um, once it, again, like gets to a certain consistency, you put the white and the red together and you kind of roll it out and stretch it and keep rolling and stretching until it gets to the right thickness. And then you just cut it and shape it like a cane and set them out to cool and harden. Oh, sure. I feel like I've seen um, a few things just on the internet of people sort of doing that, of course, in like bigger operation levels. Yeah. And let me tell you, they make it look so easy. They just like (laughs) sit there and roll and it just rolls. When we roll, it just slides back and forth on our counter. So someday we're going to figure out how to actually roll it because right now we just stretch with our hands because we cannot figure that part out. Nice. I think most of those people are in, like, foreign countries, so maybe you just need, like, non-American roots there. <laughs> right. just, I know, know we've, like, looked up what material they do it on, and we just, oh, I don't know. I don't know. There's there's probably some secret to it. You'll figure it out one day, right? Fingers yeah. crossed. I think that we don't stretch it enough before we roll it, but that's it's really hard to stretch bare, with your hands. Because it's super hot and then it cools off fairly quick in a small batch. And so you got to heat it up again. And, <laughs> and it just is this vicious cycle that we can never finish. It's really stressful. <laughs> and we do it every year. It's a super fun tradition. <laughs> well, what I just heard from Brother Matthews is you're using too small of a batch. So maybe the solution <laughs> is make a bigger batch and then right. deliver some to the Heisies. Well, I was going to say, that's think, the other or thing. Or have you guys come help us. Yeah, <laughs> make, I mean, a it's... fairly small batch and we will make like a hundred candy canes every year. So then we are just like handing them out to <laughs> anyone we see. So for sure this Christmas, you will get some candy canes. Okay, nice. I think about the helping thing, it's just too long of a drive, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we live in general vicinity of each other, but that's, it's it's just too <laughs> far. <laughs> the closest people in the ward to you. <laughs> right. But, you know, guys, some help is not needed. So yeah, some kind of help is the kind of help we could all do without. <laughs> right. That's that's our help. That's, that's our help. Right. Awesome. Um, I think I'm on Brother Matthews now, right? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, If you could speak any foreign language that you don't speak already, what language would that be? I would speak Italian. I've actually always wanted to speak Italian. Um, And it's, I mean, it's somewhat similar to Spanish in the fact that it's Latin-based, but um, I, for some reason, felt like it would be a cool language to learn. I really don't know why. (laughs) sure awesome i don't know that sort of reminded me um i i forget who was telling me about it It might have been bishop talking about portuguese and maybe spanish and he was saying that he regretted trying to learn a language that was so close to what he already knew because he would just switch in between them 
mm-hmm. and he wouldn't even realize because they're so close you know <laughs> yeah and so he would just start out speaking like spanish or trying to do things and then suddenly he would switch to portuguese somewhere along the way so <laughs> you know you've encountered those troubles but it's fun sure uh sister matthews do you have a favorite campground or state park um in Wisconsin specifically or anywhere? It can be anywhere. Um, yeah, so my family reunion is in the same campground every year, and they've been doing it since my mom was a little girl. So it's in the Sawtooth Mountains in Idaho. It's called Bounds Campground. And it's right on the river, um, up in the mountains. There's no electricity. There's a pump for water some outhouses there wasn't a pump this year though yeah there wasn't a pump it was broken um (laughs) but that hands down would be my favorite campground i have so many memories and i have never missed a year so i've gone there every year it's got to be pretty flipping awesome if it's in the sawtooth that sounds epic it is i'm going to be able to go up there i i might need to make a stop up there myself um (laughs) we get to see every once in a while when we're out west uh Last time, not this most recent time, when we were just dropping Cindy off at BYU, but the previous time when we were going out to see family in Idaho, we stopped by Rexburg, and you know, mm. you can see the sawtooths right from there, uh, even from campus in some points, so I think it's pretty good. I, I maybe want to go to Rexburg, too, so yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll get familiar with those sawtooths, and maybe I can go camping there, you know, so yes, fun stuff, beautiful. fun stuff. Uh, Brother Matthews, what is the best purchase you've made this year? Well, Lindy decided, <laughs> Lindy and her mom decided to do a run, a 10K run together um, with her sister as well. And it was at Disney World. So we bought Disney World tickets and went to Disney World. And I'd say that that was probably our best purchase of the year. We uh, went with Theo as well. And it was a ton of fun and Theo was probably the best kid you could ever take to Disney World because he was very cooperative (laughs) the whole time (laughs) I think that's the first time I've probably ever heard someone saying I took my kid to Disney World and they were cooperative the entire time (laughs) I've never heard that he literally would sit in the stroller all day while we pushed him around and then um he never complained in fact he'd just fall asleep in the stroller and when he was tired and we just keep going and so we never never slowed down good stuff good stuff awesome sister matthews do you have a favorite dessert oh okay i really like dessert <laughs> a lot and there are so many favorites but probably one that i've been thinking a lot about lately it's called ispahan and it is, like, if you've ever heard of a macaron, it's like that, but really big. And the middle has, oh, I don't even know how to say it. Lychee? Lychee? I think um, lychee is lychee? what i <laughs> Okay. I'm it not has an expert, like a, though. <laughs> a lychee flavoring buttercream in the middle and fresh raspberries. It is so good. Nice. So if it has lychee, is that like an Eastern sort of treat then? Yeah, it's Middle Eastern. Okay, sure. So 
can you find that in town or is it like a well, homemade sort of thing um i haven't found ispahan here there was a bakery when we lived in detroit that we would go to that sold it um and then as for lychee i haven't checked festival festival would probably be my best bet but sometimes you can find it canned in grocery stores i know the walmart here doesn't have it but i would agree i mean i'm always flashing off about how much i love festival because i work there um so (laughs) if i talk more about festival the people who i tell how much i love festival are probably going to be rolling their eyes you know but i think you should probably go to festival over walmart i think that's just generally a better idea you know (laughs) (laughs) they do have a better selection for sure yeah, and better employees too, and oh, yes. better everything. Just, <laughs> just to be true. safe, you know. Right. Awesome. <laughs> and just for fun, brother Matthews, what's your favorite dessert too? Um, all of them, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually really love cake. So, okay, any but... favorite cakes in general? Um, just just cake. chocolate Uh, yeah that's true chocolate is better chocolate's probably like the go-to and then and then lindy loves making all sorts of different cakes like i don't know if she's ever made the same cake twice and she's always she made a mojito cake twice i guess but that was per request someone requested that she make it again and anyway so they're all delicious um but yeah yeah now something you need to try if you like cake um if you go to the the guadalupe shrine um this feels weird going on lds podcast (laughs) telling people to go to the guadalupe shrine right um but there at the cafe um after you do whatever they have lots of fun trails and it's cool right they have the best dang german chocolate cake you'll ever taste in your life um and it's just it's heavenly (laughs) it's it's heavenly right um but yeah i mean after i ate that i think maybe our temple should start selling food but you know right Um, they used to have cafeterias did they really yeah i missed out on that era dang it (laughs) yeah i don't think anyways okay nice then our final question um, or i guess i should say second to last question if I'll have both of you answer this too, sorry. Um, if you had to recommend any icebreaker question, what would it be? Um, do you know a good dad joke? Ooh, I'm Tim probably gonna. Dad. Yeah, I'm probably gonna be rolling my eyes a lot during that. <laughs> you know, whenever I ask that question. Yes. <laughs> Did you want one from me as well? I would, yes. All right. I had to Google this one because I cannot think of any. But my (laughs) favorite one I found was, what is your most used emoji? What's your most used emoji? I'm trying to think um, for myself. I I don't know. I don't use emojis that often. Oh. So, (laughs) I don't know. I respect people who do. Uh, It adds a bit of glamour. And it's also a bold statement um, to, to put the text message. But if you're bold enough to go for it, then, you know, props to you, right? Awesome. Yeah, I guess I'm really bold. I use a lot of emojis. Nice, okay. I'm all about them. <laughs> I tell my mom, 
I mean, now that you're using them, clearly it's an exception, but I tell my mom it's an old person thing when she oh. does it. I'm um, <laughs> pretty old, actually. So. I think that's really what it is. I'm old at heart. Sure. It's funny because um, my grandma used to never do them. Like, I mean, she just didn't know how to use them on her phone. But suddenly she gets this new boyfriend um, and he's he's rich, which is nice, you know, but um, <laughs> but he also knows how to use his phone hmm. and you could see her slowly learning how to incorporate new emojis <laughs> into her text messages. And it was just so funny because you'd see new ones and like you could tell that she finally learned how to explore that section of her phone, which is <laughs> lots of fun. Okay. Oh, now the final question of our rapid fire segment Um the the question we had from brother crosby the reference may be lost in little people was concerning the tesla Cybertruck. um but i'm just gonna are you familiar with the tesla Cybertruck? truck well we looked it up after okay oh that's right okay so if you remember i'll just ask you the question then i was gonna prepare something else but if you've seen the episode now you know um well Do you, do you like the Tesla Cybertruck? That that was the question. Or what, am, what are your thoughts on the Tesla Cybertruck? Lindy loves it. No, I am with <laughs> Trisha. Um, that would not be allowed in my house, I think. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of it. I'm more of a American Chevy <laughs> GMC kind of guy. What do you mean? There's nothing more American looking than the Tesla Cybertruck. It just screams <laughs> patriotism. Moon buggy. <laughs> uh, yeah. it, oh, it's more like, yeah, uh, out of this world kind of truck. Yeah, because America is an out of this world type of country. You know, <laughs> it's, it's the symbolism in it, right? <laughs> it's just, I, I don't even know. I saw it before, but then I didn't even realize it was a reality until Mark Crosby started talking about it. Um, and like, you know what it actually reminds me of? Like, when you look back at like the 50s or 40s and they try to like imagine what things in the future would look like that's what that right. reminds me of oh my goodness that's, that's... <laughs> guest trucks turned spot on you know it's like back to the future the <laughs> did you know they actually had those tesla cyber trucks rolling around in back <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome i didn't even think about that but it's so true like it's it's so weird i don't even know where elon musk pulled that idea out of his head it was like he was just sitting there in the meeting and he was like how weird could we make this truck right. and then he just said tesla cyber truck and there was the image of it, there it was. maybe it was divine revelation actually you know <laughs> you never know you things, never things know. of that caliber right mark would probably agree with you <laughs> okay awesome um so from here we'll go into our personalized segment and talk about you and your family uh just just general sort of things go over that uh so you can sort of mix and match who wants to talk about what you can both answer you know whatever you feel like um so could you give us a quick overview of your family sure so uh it well there's me and lindy lindy's real name is melinda in case you didn't know that (laughs) um nobody Except for her parents, have I ever heard them call her Melinda? Um, <laughs> but then we have 
two boys and a girl. It's Theo, Asher, and Ruby. Um, any other details you'd like to know? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, well, what what are just some different fun facts about your family? What do you like to do? Um, what do we like to do? The boys love being outside. I just took them fishing on Friday. And they were ecstatic. In fact, I think they've brought it up every day since. And they just want to keep going out and go fishing. We like to go camping. Mm -hmm. Um, I say that, but, you know, sometimes it's hard to get out. We usually go, we try to go a couple times a summer. Um, But, yeah, we love camping and doing that, hiking, like, you know, we live, you know, by so many trails. They're so close to our house. So right, right. try to take the kids out for that. We actually, when we were in Tennessee, we did some hiking and the boys made it. They both walked two and a half miles one day. I was really proud of them. <laughs> That's definitely the furthest they've gone. Sure. Fun stuff. Um, so how did you get to the area? If you could just tell us like where you came from before, what maybe drew you to the area, uh, just sort of that stuff. Yeah, so we were um, in Detroit before this. Tim was in school. And when he graduated, he got a job here. And obviously, we looked here because he's from the area. (laughs) So that's kind of how we made it back. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, So, yeah. So how how long were you here for, Brother Matthews? I mean, was it like, were you born here in the area and then up until college? No, I was born in Vegas, um, and I lived there till I was four, and then my dad went to dental school, so we moved to Milwaukee, um, so came to Wisconsin, and and then after he finished dental school, we moved to Whitehall, so stuck it out in Wisconsin. and. So he moved to Whitehall when you were eight? Yeah, I was eight, and then... Um, and then I left for college and came back sporadically and and yeah. And then nice. now we're here. Awesome. And where did you go to college then? Um I started at BYU Idaho. Then I left on my mission and um and then I came back and actually finished well, kind of finished my undergrad at uh BYU. And then, um, yeah, and then we went to Detroit for dental school at uh, Detroit Mercy. Yeah, very nice. Um, yeah, so then going, switching from family to just you two, uh, could you tell us about when you two met? <laughs> Whose story well, do you want? <laughs> this is a good one, Sam. <laughs> I'm, I, this is a tough decision here. Um <laughs> I don't know. I I hope they're the same story, but uh... you should definitely go with mine. Mine's a better story. Okay, I'll take I'll take your word for it. <laughs> how about we'll we'll do both eventually. We'll do it how I did with the Crosby's, but we'll start with Sister Matthews. Okay. okay. So um, Tim and I had a lot of classes in common because our majors were pretty close. So I had a study group, like a chemistry study group that I had been with um, since my freshman year. And 
one day one of my friends brought Tim along to join our group. So that's how I initially met him was organic chemistry study group. And um, so really, I mean, we saw each other several times a week because that was a really hard class. And from the very first moment I saw him, Sam, <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, he is the most handsome man I've ever seen in my whole entire life. I have to go on a date with him. And then proceeded the next year of me trying to get on a date with Tim. <laughs> and it didn't work out very well for me. Um, and we had a lot of classes together. So we like went through that whole year. We started the next fall. Tim always had a girlfriend. And um, anyways, he finally didn't have a girlfriend. And we were taking physics. And it turns out I am really, really horrible at physics. And so we had homework due every single night. And I was literally going to fail this class. So I made Tim come over every single day and do the homework with me so that I would pass. And he got another girlfriend, Sam, because that's just what he did. <laughs> and I was so mad. And me and my friend had been planning um, this trip to some haunted houses and they were in Idaho by where her family lived and anyways I had an I was so fed up with Tim having girlfriends that I just invited him to go with us and he said yes and we went to the haunted house and he held my hand and <laughs> I'm making him look really bad he's a great guy then he came back and he broke up with his girlfriend and started dating me instead <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Not your traditional story. Yeah, smooth brother Matthews. <laughs> Lenny, Lenny's a home, or what is it? Yeah, I'm a homewrecker. Home <laughs> anyway, no, she... <laughs> so, up until the haunted houses. So, I... Well, my girlfriend had just left um, to go out of town for a week or two weeks. Anyway, so she was gone, and I was helping Lindy study, and then I started realizing, you know, I really like Lindy, and I don't feel the same way about my <laughs> my girlfriend. So I was like, okay, when she gets back, I'll break up with her. Um, well, then Lindy invited me to the haunted houses, and unbeknownst to me, Lindy is, like, ultra <laughs> scared of haunted houses. Like, she can't even keep her eyes open she's so scared <laughs> i'm ultra scared of everything i can't even watch cop shows <laughs> and anyway so i we go into the first haunted house and she literally clings to me like grabs my arm so tight and is squeezing it and is hiding her face in my arm while we walk through the whole haunted house and this other guy that was with us who also liked lindy <laughs> Was Whoa. so mad because he knew it. I think he knew I had a girlfriend. I don't know. Anyways, but he was so mad because he liked Lindy, but she clung to me. And there's a lot of drama, Sam. A yeah. lot of drama. It <laughs> sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. He was just doing the gentlemanly thing by holding my hand. Yeah. And then, anyway, so then, yeah, my girlfriend came back, and uh, the same night I broke up with her. So, whoa. It was, it was, <laughs> so it, there was no yeah. hesitation there. She, 
She went from happy vacation to coming home to. Yeah, I I felt bad. I didn't want to call her and break up with her. That's lame. Sure. Oh. Are Are you sure these are all legitimate things? Like, is she really afraid of haunted houses, or was it just no? I really am. Time? I have never is... been back to another one, and probably never will. <laughs> Are we sure she was really failing that class? Oh, like... that also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to hear a story, Sam? <laughs> yeah. The whole yeah. World to hear a story? Really quick. Yeah, quick story. Um, once upon a time, I had to take a test in physics, and you had to like take it individually, and then you got to take it as a group after you turned in your individual one. Um, and I literally got every single question wrong. And the only reason I did not get a 0% on that test is because Dear Tim was in my group and had the right answers. So I got a few points. So that's how bad I was at physics. It was really bad. You really were bad at that class. (laughs) I was really bad at physics. Okay. Well, at least you made it out of that, right? Yes. I I passed and I got my degree and that's all I needed. (laughs) Sure. <laughs> um, so we've covered a few of these. Let's just hear one or two more. Uh, but what were some experiences uh, you had while dating that drew you close together? Or I guess I should say we didn't talk about these. We talked experiences before you were dating. <laughs> you know, so now we're gonna go like past when it was acceptable for you to you know be doing these things. Well. Wow. Uh, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I feel like we started dating at a really crazy time in our lives. Um, It was both of our like last year of college and Tim was applying and interviewing for schools and I was trying to figure out what I was doing with my life and we were really busy. And so I feel like um, we just kind of like lived our lives together if that makes sense. (laughs) Like we didn't, we didn't have a ton of time to like, I don't know, mess around and do crazy things and (laughs) all this stuff. Like we just kind of, we were, what is the word I'm looking for? We were down to the wire with a lot of things. And so we just, um, from the get go, just kind of like lived our lives together. And yeah, I don't, I don't know how to explain that, but I feel like then it's just we we literally like studied together, and that was like the majority of <laughs> our time spent together, and then yeah, yeah. So it just you know our life has just kind of continued like that. Like it's never felt like oh, we missed the magical dating stage or anything like that because we've just always kind of lived our lives. And we, we dated for two months, got engaged, and then we were married three months later. So, I mean, it was... We uh, are the worst examples. Don't uh, do anything we do. <laughs> there, <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't very much time in the middle. But we had, like, we had... We had known said, each other for a year. Yeah, and we had, we had done a bunch of things together as a, a friend group and gotten to know each other, so... Sure. And you were like sort of dating for, you know, a few weeks before then. So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's just sort of semantics. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right, right. Awesome. Uh, and what are some fun moments you shared as a couple together? 
One moment. I think when we like share each other's hobbies mm. and do those, I can think of um, like one of the hobbies I picked up when I had Asher was photography. Um, and Tim and I really love like going out, taking pictures. We loved doing astrophotography, so taking pictures of stars. Um, the Milky Way. So Lindy's family campground that they go to every year, that one. It, there's it's there's no light pollution so like you can you can see the milky way in the middle of the night if you're awake at two in the morning um so with a camera it really picks it all up and it was amazing so. yeah. well now you just made me gasp because never before <laughs> have i heard someone also express interest I so bad want to take up astrophotography, but there's so many, you know, like it's, it's just seems sort of pricey, um, you know, but it's so, so cool. Like I'm, I'm a huge astronomy nerd talked about 2am in the morning. <laughs> well, guess what I'm doing tonight. I'm waking up at 2am in the morning to go look at the stars. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm getting there, but I think that's <laughs> so much fun. Um, so, I mean, now we got to talk about this because you just intrigued me and we were going to end soon, but no way that's in sights now. So, um, I mean, so like, I need to just hear more about what like led you towards astrophotography. Sorry. Um, how did it start? I don't well, know. Well, I, so I was in dental school. We didn't have, we were like super poor. <laughs> um, and Lindy had venmo money that she was like hey look <laughs> i just found like a few hundred dollars and whatever ended up she's like i really want to get a camera <laughs> and so we got a camera and then i found in our um in the lincoln park city newsletter newsletter whatever they they had these courses that they were offering um, and one of them was a photography course. So Lindy took a photography course and I just picked it up from her as she went to the class because I clearly didn't have any time to go to an additional <laughs> class. Um, but anyway, so then we start, she did a night photography um, class and for one of the classes and then it just kind of went from there. We had a friend in the ward who who did um, a lot of photography and he took us out to a, um, what was that place called? A lake it, somewhere. It's a lake that has like zero oh, light a, pollution. A dark, dark, a dark site. Sky. A yeah. dark site. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so we went out there and we had a blast taking pictures of the sunset when it's like, it doesn't, the picture doesn't even look the same as what you're looking at. Cause it, it looks dark, but then you take a picture and you see this beautiful orange and blue sunset. Like it's, it was so much fun, and we just really, it really got us excited about going to her reunion and bringing the camera. And so we just kind of picked it up from there. But yeah, sure. And it um, is. It's just so cool to be able to like. 
I don't know, the stars, like when you take a picture, because if you just flash a picture of the night sky, you don't see anything. So to learn how to use the camera and then be able to get these like amazing pictures of the Milky Way, it just, it's like the most exciting pictures we take, I think, every time we're like, oh my gosh, it looks amazing. Right. <laughs> so. Right. So have you done anything with like long exposure? Yeah. So that's how we get all of them. We haven't done any where we like, you know, can like track the sky moving or Um, my aunt did want one of the North star with like all the stars rotating it around, around it. And so I did do one like that. um, Where like just the North star in the middle is clear and then everything else is just like a big blurred circle. But right. Oh, that's awesome. So all, I mean, I've just sort of been curious because I have, I think most of the stuff that I've looked into has always been associated with telescope photography as well. So doing like specific targets. Um, But I mean, recently I realized that maybe the more affordable option is to just get a camera because then you don't have to get the special tripods that track and all the computer right. equipment associated with that, right? Yeah, so, you can go like way, I mean, I've looked into it, but yeah, there's like the tripods that will let you track at the same speed as the earth rotates and right. all the crazy things. We just set it there for a few minutes and there's not enough of a star trail that you can tell, so. Sure, so I mean, how how long of exposures do you usually take then? oh we have so like there's an infinite setting you can do but um we don't usually do that we usually um i'd say 12 to 20 seconds maybe no for the night sky one we usually do a couple minutes you sure i think so oh we didn't do them this summer at my reunion (laughs) so now i'd have to go back and look Mm. i wanted to say like three minutes maybe sure but we'd have to double check on that. Right, right. So not super long at all. I feel like we should clarify to most of the audience. Um, just exposures <laughs> in general is when you open the shutter of the camera and it just allows light to constantly be flowing in uh, compared to just a single shot, right? Um, so it's really cool because you can gather a lot of this other light. So I'm just, I mean, we're going to need to talk about this sometime or if you want to, you know, <laughs> take me to a dark site. I have, like, I long to go to dark site to do some, you know, just stargazing. My grandma's house, uh, which is, uh, again, going back there, right, is just in farmland, <laughs> um, but it's near the Wasa area. So you can actually see the bubble of light pollution there. Um, mm. But it's still, you know, even affected by that. But that's the only time where I could see just a very, very faint trail of the Milky Way. Um, but even that was so amazing. Wow. I stood out there with, like, my jaw dropped. Um, but then we were out west and we didn't have time to go do stargazing. So, you know, sometime when we go visit sitting at BYU, we're going to have to go out to like the, you know, the salt flats, which I've heard are just amazing. But yes, those are. I don't know. Awesome. Well, with that, with the, you know, long rant for myself about, you know, my passions <laughs> of stargazing. Uh, right. Those are all the questions I have for tonight. Thank you so much for meeting with me. Uh, and, and talking about all this stuff uh, and then thank you to everyone at home for tuning into today's episode and we'll see you next week <laughs>